Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. Well, happy Christmas Eve as some of us celebrate Christmas tonight with special family meals, opening of presents, maybe some worship services. Uh, It's a special time. And for those with little ones who still believe in Santa Claus, hopefully there won't be a lump of coal showing up in the stocking. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, head of our parenting department. And Danny, um, there's something that I'd love to explore a little bit here. You suggested that discipline is just not fun, but it's important to stick with it even on a day like today or during the holidays. Why is that? <laughs> well, yeah. Because my kids, uh, frankly, love the holidays. I mean, we've given them a pass on some stuff, it seems. This is when kids uh, really get an opportunity to practice how to how to deal with a variety of emotions, excitement and uh, people coming over and having patience to open gifts or patience at a church service. What the demands are at Christmas time are super helpful for the demands that they'll have later on in life, and those being self-control and patience. It takes a lot of energy, consistency, and preparation as you go into the holiday, but you do have to have that sensitivity, and we've talked about that, John, that you, you want to be sensitive to the fact that this is not the regular thing, that this is not the routine, but what you want to do is make clear that there are still some boundaries and there's some great opportunities to learn some things. And then as they do it well, then follow up with, hey, you're doing a great job. And maybe off to the side, encourage them. Hey, you're doing great. This is what I saw. I saw you you didn't touch the presence, and I know you wanted to. And, and uh, you, you, were, you, you said hello to these people, and, and you, you made eye contact. And you're pointing out the things that you've been teaching rather than pointing out the things that they didn't do. Yeah. You point out the things they're doing well, and you'll have energized kids because there's already excitement to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great on-ramp to the clip we have today featuring Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. As they explained to Jim Daly and me what some age-appropriate consequences might look like for that strong-willed child in your life who's acting out even this week. One of the points, one of the many great points that you make in your book, Boundaries with Kids, is this idea of empathizing with your child. Uh, Sometimes that can wear thin. You want to get right to it, especially fathers, I think, can struggle with this because it's like I said to take out the trash, take out the doggone trash. Mm -hmm. And uh, we don't really empathize with our kids. Moms probably do a better job at that, but we probably all fail. You don't want to continue to empathize forever. I mean, after you've acknowledged, I know you don't want to do it. It's frustrating to you. It's sad that you're going to miss out because you made a wrong choice, but you got to do it. And the protest comes. Then I think you really do have to begin to address the protest because at some point you've got two problems. You've got the behavior, but you've also got the, you know, continual pushing back that there has to be a limit on that at some point as well. You talk about... Without stifling it. Right. You talk about these different principles, sowing and reaping in the book. Um, I think I get that, but explain to me a little better what sowing and reaping, what you're trying to get at. Well, it all comes from Galatians 6, where Paul tells us, whatever a person sows, they shall reap. And that's what we call the law of consequences, the law of reality. And the idea is if I sow love and support and I'm a family person, I do what mom and dad say, then I'll get, you know, privileges and fun and great trips and or whatever. <laughs> and if I sow 
disobedience and disrespect and not doing what they say, I should have a reaping that's not pleasant for me. When Henry and I wrote the book, we talked about how a boundary is either you take away something good, like fun and freedom, or you add something that you don't like, like you've got to feed the dog more than the other kids do. And so that's the negative fruit that comes from us, the sowing of the bad things. And now they're learning about life. That's how they learn how to Let me ask this question in that regard. I'm living this a bit too, but with that child, if they're complaining, oh, you got so many rules, mom and dad, and and you know everything, I've got to do everything, is that a good sign that they're complaining? Well, it's absolutely a good sign. I mean, there's a lot of different phrases out there that, you know, everybody means something different. But the last thing you want to do is, you've heard the phrase, break the will of a child. Mm -hmm. Absolutely the last thing you want to do. They're going to need that will when they're 15 years old in the backseat of a car or when somebody's trying to give them drugs. You want a strong-willed child. Mm -hmm. You want to not break it. You want to discipline it to where it wills good things. The will is willing good choices and willing against bad choices. And you do that through discipline. The word will actually in the Greek and the Bible, it means desire. So we want to discipline our kids so they're desiring to do the right thing because life will be better, as John was saying. The Mm. consequences will be better. Uh, In fact, again, I mean, an illustration for me with my own son, my oldest boy, he has a strong will. He's a strong-willed kid. And we were just complimenting him this morning because I said, you know, Trent, you're really good with getting your emotions out. You do know what he's feeling because he'll tell us. Right. He'll be right forthright. His younger brother is not so forthright. Uh, it's a little more hidden in his heart. I got to dig as the dad to get his truer feelings. Um, but that, I think, is a good thing. He's also, uh, you know, he's the tougher of the two, my oldest. And he puts up a good fight. Yeah. And wants a lot of logic for why are you deciding this consequence for me? And I'm tired of your consequences. And how come it's all about the rules? And um, But you need to just stick with it, hey? Yeah, I, I remember a story. One, one time um, my wife was on a trip, and she was coming back at about 6 o'clock on Sunday night. And so I had the girls. They would have been 5 and 7 at that time. And and like a good dad, I mean, we just trashed the house, right, all weekend. We just had a blast. <laughs> Guys weekend. Yeah. And on Sunday around lunchtime, I said, okay, girls, you know, all this stuff in the den, all your junk has got to be back in your rooms. I'm having an inspection at 5 o'clock. So you got till then, and you got to have it all back up there. Now, they know what that means because anything left in the common area after inspection, that gets impounded, and they got to buy it back, right? So about probably 4 o'clock. Lucy would have been five years old. I hear this. Maybe she was seven. I hear this, like, you know, this this yelling and screaming in my study. And I go out there. I thought she was, like, had killed herself. And, and, <laughs> and what had happened was she tried to get all of her junk, take it in one of those little strollers up the stairs oh, in definitely. one trip. Yeah. It comes falling down, and, and she's lying in the floor you know, screaming, and I go, what is the deal? She goes, it's too hard, (laughs) and all of this drama. I said, Luce, you know, when a two-year-old has a problem, they lie on the floor and scream. When a seven-year-old has a problem, they solve their problem. I said, I'm in my study, and I'm reading, and this is really disturbing me. So if you're going to be two, you go up in your room where I can't hear it. If you're going to be seven and solve the problem, you want some help, come find me. She goes, okay, Dad, I'll be seven. I said, no, that's too fast. (laughs) You sit here and think about it for a few minutes. And after a few minutes, if you want some help, you come get me. But if you're going to be two, then you go to your room. And I think kids have got to learn 
there's an appropriate expression for protest, and there's an age appropriate. Mm. All right, Doctors Cloud and Townsend talking about not breaking the will of that child who is in your face all the time. Danny, what does it look like when a child's will is broken? Because you know what? The discipline just was too much too often and not encouraging enough. Um, how, How do we avoid that, too? Well, what you see, John, is a disconnection and a shutting down in the child and no interest, no motivation now to work on the relationship. There's so much hurt there that they... Uh, just decide, I really don't want to be with you. Hmm. And that is a painful place to get. I've seen parents and families at that place, and there's a lot of repair that can happen. Uh, But it's hard. It's a difficult one. What you want to do is first, the first initial step in discipline, even with a rebellious child, and this is very difficult, takes you to the ninja level of parenting, is recognizing the emotions of what buttons are being pushed inside of you with the rebellious child because there's a lot of anxiety that's created with not feeling in control as a parent yeah. when you're supposed to. Everybody expects you to, and your child is challenging you. Uh, you want to see what is the need? What is my child really wanting? And maybe you ask that. Um, I'm noticing that you're wanting control. Is that really what you're wanting right now? What, what is it that you need from me right now? What are you wanting? Just emphasize, um, I'm here to help you, not necessarily to be your worst enemy. Well, maybe not even help. Hmm. I'm here to understand. Oh. Help me understand, because what I see out here is a challenge to me, and I know that that's not it. There's something else you want, and I want to understand that. Um, and I want you to realize that there are some boundaries to that, some rules. And right now, what what you're doing is is impacting us, impacting the room, impacting people around you, and I, I want you, I want to understand you so that I can come alongside of you now and, and figure this out. And it becomes more of a, we need to find a solution rather than I'm in battle with you. And, and children with a strong will are simply very opinionated and inflexible in their thinking. And the more you challenge them, the more inflexible they become because the anxiety creates that. So you want to lower the anxiety so that there's room for flexibility in your conversation. Yeah. And you may have to, with younger kids, maybe a timeout. Maybe they're, they're going to have to be in their room while there's, there's their gifts being opened up. There may be some things that in that moment seem, wow, this is pretty big what we're doing. But you're wanting to teach something and with gentleness, with love, and then reconnection afterwards. Yeah. Not just pushing them out of the way because they're, they're inconveniencing. Hmm. It's more, I'm trying to teach something and you've become very important right now to me. And, and uh, my role is not to satisfy you or make you happy. It's we need to get through this together and figure out what's going on. Hmm. That's good. Well, Drs. Henry Cloud and John Townsend offer uh, additional information for you to learn about discipline. Uh, They talked about it earlier in the clip. Their book, Boundaries for Kids, is great, and uh, we'll send a copy your way when you contribute to the work here of Focus on the Family. You know, we found that uh, from parents that we've helped about 53,000 moms and dads every month as they're preparing their child for the next stage of development. Um, We can't have that kind of impact without your participation. Your prayer support and your financial support goes so far and gets multiplied through God's goodness and work here at Focus on the Family. So please consider a generous gift today. Um, You can go to the website. We've got the details in the episode notes. And uh, make a contribution. We'll send boundaries for kids to you, and you're going to have the satisfaction of knowing 
that you're part of a team that helps over 50,000 parents a month just here in the U.S. Well, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, let me just say Merry Christmas to you, and thanks for listening today to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Mm-hmm.